Hello, 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 and welcome to the Start and Succeed show. I'm your host. My name is Kelly Brammer. I'm a business and success strategist and the founder of the Start and Succeed business consultancy. Now, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, I want to tell you that this podcast is all about business, mindset, and leadership. So if you want to check out our previous episodes, we have another 17 episodes. So this isn't an overly new podcast. I did take some time out to just just revise what it is that we do. Um, However, we're now back for 2022, bigger and better than ever. So going forward, you won't just get me sharing my tips, insights and experience with you. We'll also be interviewing other experts to help share their knowledge with you and help you to start and succeed both in business and in life. Now, today I want to talk to you all about goal setting, but more specifically around holding yourself accountable to your goals. Now, the reason that I want to talk about this now is because at the beginning of each year, everybody talks about goals. We set these New Year's resolutions a few weeks, a few months later. Very often, they're nowhere to be seen. We've not made any progress. We've not done anything about them. They've just fallen by the wayside. And the reason that I've left it until now to start talking to you about holding yourself accountable is because there is a lot of noise around goal setting during that January period. So now we've gone past January, we're partway through February, we can start getting you set up to make sure that the next few months and the next year is super successful for you. So as I say today, I'm going to be talking to you about holding yourself accountable and I'm going to be sharing with you seven ways that you can do that. So the first one is to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. So this is a big part of reviewing who you are as a person, what skills you have, what experience you have, what do people come to you for, but also what are the gaps that you have and what are the weaknesses that you know you have. Now, you have to be truly honest in doing this because quite often we can say we're amazing at everything, but deep down we know that's not the case. Now, as an example here in my personal life, My weakness is I don't prioritize time management. Now you can ask pretty much everybody that I know, everybody that I've had an engagement with on a personal level, and they will say I run on Kelly time. It's about 20 minutes late, pretty much. However, in business, that's not the case at all. If I've got to deliver something, if I've got a meeting, if I've got a coaching session, whatever it is in business, I'll be there early. So I separate the two. And the reason that I have a weakness and I'm not doing anything about it in my personal life is because sometimes I just need some me time. And it's life gets very busy. We all know that. And, you know, if it's something super important, I will be there on time. But if it's not, if I don't deem it to be that important and it does get on people's nerves and it does upset people, but I will run late if I feel that I need to. Now, I'm not saying that you do that at all, but you need to assess your strengths. You need to assess your weaknesses because when you're thinking about these goals and these dreams and your fantasies of what life could be like, sometimes it doesn't just take you to make this happen. 
sometimes you don't have all of the skills to get you to where you need to be. And quite often you need to help or get help from other people. So addressing what you're good at and addressing what you're not so good at or what you know is a gap for you can help you determine who might be able to help you actually achieve your goals. So once you've done that, it's to then look at knowing your why. Now, people talk about knowing your why in business quite a lot, and it's super important. But you also need to think about your why in your personal life. Why is it that you want to achieve these goals? Why is it that you see this dream as this amazing thing? Why are you doing it? How is it going to benefit you? What experience is it going to give you? What is it going to enable you to do? What is your why in particular, or in relation to, sorry, your goals? So once you've got clear on your why and you've assessed your strengths and your weaknesses, it's then to look at setting some goals. Now, these goals don't have to be these humongous things that overwhelm you. You might have this great fantasy of becoming this million dollar business or whatever it is. It could be huge. So where you are today and where that is could be a very, very big distance. And that can overwhelm you. It can stop you in your tracks. It can prevent you from making any progress at all. So you want to look at the bigger picture. So what is it that you're aiming for? What is that big goal? And then you want to make some micro goals. So you want to step back, pull it back and start to bring some smaller goals in place so that you can start to think about actionable steps that you can take. Now, it doesn't matter if you only get a little bit further ahead with it and you're not yet at that goal. It's fine. You're still moving forward. As long as you're making steps, as long as you're achieving something towards where you're going, towards where your goal is, you're making progress. Now, success doesn't happen overnight. Now, for many people, they have these amazing goals, they have these dreams, they have these aspirations, and they have been working on them for months, if not years. But to the outside world, it looks like it's happened overnight. But I can guarantee you that's not the case. They've gone step by step. And what will happen if you take the first step, if you know the first thing that you want to achieve as a micro goal, once you've taken that step, once you've achieved that thing, the next step will appear. So set some goals, think about the bigger picture, think about where you're aiming, and then pull that back and start to think about the micro goals that you can put in place, the steps that you can take to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Number four is to commit time. Now, again, this is so important because you've got a goal. You know where you want to be. You know some of the steps that are going to take you on your journey towards that goal. But you need to realistically set a time of when you think you can achieve it. Now, a lot of people here, when they're looking at goal setting, they set timelines that are just super unrealistic and we don't want that to happen for you because we want you to achieve your goals we want you to achieve this success so you have to be realistic you have to think about really what time do you have that you can commit every day to working towards this goal 
You need to think about what else is going off in your life, what's happening in your business, what are the things that are going to take you away from working towards this goal. So you want to think about time in three different sections. You want to think about the delivery. So what's the overall timeline for achieving your goal? Then you want to look at action. So what time can you realistically commit to each day or each week that you can commit to working towards that goal? Now, whatever that is, it's dedicated time specifically working towards that goal. And then you want to set some time in to review how you're going on that journey. Now, if you don't review how you're going, if you don't look back at what you've done, you're not going to know if you can do things better, if you can streamline things, if you can basically understand the steps that you've you've put in place already. Sorry, I've lost track. So, uh, so if you re- if you review things, if you're looking at where you've been, the steps you've taken, what's worked well, what's not worked well, you can understand what you can do going forward to make things easier with the next step and the next step and the next step. So that review process is so important. Now, again, a lot of people forget this because they're just on this journey. They're moving forward. Things are going really well. And there are going to be some things that they know haven't worked. There are going to be some things that they know have worked, but they've not really learned from the process. So you want to learn from the process because if you can identify when something hasn't worked so well, you want to understand that's okay, that didn't work so well. How can I tweak it? How can I change it to make sure that when I do it again, I'm going to get a different result. So number one is to understand your strengths and weaknesses. Number two is to know your why. Number three is to set your goals, both the major one and your mini goals. And then four is to commit your time. And that's for your bigger goal, for achieving it, time to actually make progress towards it, to take action and then to review how you're going on your journey. Then the next tip is to celebrate. Now, again, this is something that we often forget because we're thinking about this end goal. We're thinking about this bigger picture, but there are so many smaller wins along the way. Things that you can look at and you can go, yes, I've done this. I've done something new. I've achieved something. I've taken a step forward. And if you can celebrate those small wins as well as the big wins, it's going to help you stay motivated and stay on that track towards that bigger goal. So make sure you celebrate. Like be happy that you're making time for you and your goals. Celebrate the fact that you're achieving something new. Number six is then to look at incorporating some mindset work. And I'd recommend this on a daily basis. And again, it's kind of linking back to that motivation point that I've just mentioned. Now, mindset we know is so important for everything. But when you're thinking about goal setting and you're thinking about the actions that you're going to be taking, there are going to be things that are on that pathway that aren't great. Things that you see as challenging things that you really don't want to have to deal with or to face. It might be fears, it might be doubts, it might be worries, it might be other people, it might be situations, whatever it is, there will be things that could easily derail your progress towards that goal. So you have to stay motivated. And the best way to do that, aside from the celebrations, 
is to work on your mindset. So if you're reinforcing on a daily basis that you can achieve this, that you are making progress, that you're seeing yourself taking really good steps and you're seeing achievements from it, that's going to help you continue when things do get tough, when they do get challenging, when you come up against things that you just don't want to have to deal with. Now, there's a term that's called eat eat the frog. And that means essentially when you get up in the morning, when you start whatever it is that you're doing, be it work or personal life, is to do the most challenging thing first. So essentially eat the frog. Because if you've got over that most challenging thing, you know that the rest of the day is going to be easy. You're not putting it off and just pushing it out and hoping that you don't have to deal with it at all. Because if it's there, if you know it's something you have to basically get over, you'd be better off doing it first. But to do that, you've got to have the right mindset because otherwise you're not going to want to tackle it. You're not going to want to face it. And that could stop you from making progress. So the next and the last point is to get accountable. Now, accountability is so, so important because if you say you're at home, you set a goal, you understand the pathway that you're going on. If you're not keeping yourself accountable by telling people about it or by putting a plan in place or getting an accountability partner, how do you every day stay accountable to it? Now, you can do some mindset work. That's going to help a lot. But if you're telling people, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, these are the steps that I'm going to be taking, you've already committed to doing it and you've told somebody about it so you feel more accountable for actually delivering upon it. Now, accountability can be done in many, many ways. I would recommend from personal experience um, is not to speak to somebody that's very, very close to you, such as your partner. Now, you can obviously share the information with them, but I'd also share it with somebody else. And the reason I'd say that is because as a couple, often there are other things going off. So it might be money worries, it might be uh, family issues, it might just be that there's tension at home or things that are happening externally and they're impacting how somebody is feeling. So if you're telling your partner, this is where I'm going, this is why I'm doing it, on the good days, they'll be there to support you. They'll wholeheartedly be there by your side, being your cheerleader, and they'll help you. However, if they're feeling challenged, if there's something niggling at them, and it might not be anything to do with your particular goals, they might turn around and tell you that you can't achieve it. They might cast doubt over the fact that you might, well, over they may cast doubt that you might not be able to achieve the goal that you set out to because they are afraid. They're not sure if they would be able to do it and therefore they're assuming that you can't do it. Now, as I say, that might not be the case for you, but it is something that does happen. So I'm not saying don't talk to your partner about the goals that you want to set and you may set joint goals together, but tell somebody else as well because if you do just focus on one person... If that person starts doubting your progress, doubting your ability with pretty much no reason, (laughs) that can stop you. 
But you know deep inside that you can do this. That's why you're committing to it. That's why you're holding yourself accountable by telling people. Now, if this is a business goal, you might have other people in your business that you can share these goals with that can help you on your journey. If it's more of a personal aspect, it might be a friend that you talk to, um, a peer, somebody like that. So keep accountable to the goals and make the commitment to yourself that this is something that you're going to be working on. Now, we are running a new experience. It's called the Success Activation Experience. And it's something that we're rolling out for the first time in March 2022. Now, the reason that I'm telling you about this experience is because it's really relatable to goal setting. So this experience is a five-day experience with me where as a group, we're going to be going through and really understanding where it is that you want to get to, setting some goals in there, and then holding yourself accountable to actually delivering them. So this experience can really help you with all of this in terms of understanding what it is that you're aiming to do, getting a plan in place, and then holding yourself accountable and getting yourself right in your power zone so that you can get out there and you can actually deliver this and you can hold yourself accountable however you decide to do that. So if you want to be part of that experience, I'll put the link in the show notes. As I say, it's a great five-day experience. So the reason I've done it over five days, I could have done it over three, but five days really gives you time to not just learn, but to go away and to implement so that by the end of that fifth day, you're ready and raring to go so that you can see success so clearly and that you're in the right frame of mind to be able to do that. So as I say, they are my seven ways that you can hold yourself accountable to your goals. So I'll just recap them. The first one is to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and your gaps. That's really so that you can understand what you're good at what you're not so good at, what you might be able to get support with to help you achieve those goals quicker and easier. Knowing your why is all about why you're doing this. Why are these goals so important to you? Number three is all about setting the goal. So setting the bigger goal and then breaking that down into micro goals so that you can take actionable steps. Number four was all about committing time. So it's dedicating specific time to work towards these goals. So when is it that you're actually going to look to deliver this goal? When are you going to commit each and every day or week to actually work on it? And then what time are you going to commit to review how you're doing? Number five was all about celebration. So it's celebrating the big wins. It's celebrating the small wins. Celebration, celebration, celebration. I love it. Number six was incorporating mindset work on a daily basis. Again, mindset is so important. It's really going to help you as you embark on this journey. And last but not least, it was all about getting accountable. So telling yourself you're going to do it, setting yourself that accountability, be that with a friend, a peer, a colleague, a partner, whoever. It's holding yourself accountable so that you can actually achieve these dreams, achieve these goals, and achieve this success. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, I'd love it if you could leave a review. Leaving a review really helps to get other people or get this podcast in front of other people so that we can go on to help more and more people across the globe. 
As I say, this has been a great episode and a great time for me to just share this experience and these this insight with you so that you can start working on actually getting to where you want to be quicker and more effectively. So that's all for now. I shall leave you and I hope you have a great rest of the day, whatever you are doing, and I will speak to you again very, very soon.